Okay, I've got an idea for a film. Mm-hmm. I'll do a Star Trek film. Okay. It's been done. Yeah, yeah. I don't, 11 times. I don't have the license. I don't know. I don't know Star Trek very well. It's been well. done at four. least 11 times. Four times. Yeah. There's right. more than four Star Treks. Well, I don't have the license, so it doesn't matter how many times it's been done. Oh, okay. So we're not doing a Star Trek film. So we're doing an unlicensed Star Trek film. Yeah. How do you know if you want to do a Star Trek film if you don't even know how many Star Trek films there have been? It makes Doesn't money. Doesn't sound like you like Star Trek. That I don't much. like Star Trek that much. Right. Okay. I like Let money. You want to do makes. a Star Trek film, but you don't like. Let it. Right. him pitch Sorry. the untitled Stephen Pye Star Trek right. project. Okay, so it features mm-hmm. actors from Star Trek, not Star Trek. Yeah, no, I was going to say. So actors from Star Trek, but not playing their characters from Star Trek. Yeah, because yeah. it isn't Star Trek. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but they're washed out, right. and they actually get picked up by aliens, and they're in Star Trek. But oh, it's not Star Trek. So it's Three Amigos. Yeah. Yeah, but there's more than three of them. Right. Right. How many? Four. Five. So the five. five, five so why? Okay. So you can't get the license for Star Trek. No, all the Three Amigos. Oh, okay. I was oh, going to say because surely the license for Three Amigos is up for grabs, and we just make the Five Amigos. And the joke is there was no Four Amigos. Shit! Now that's a better idea for a film. Is this the cold open? <laughs> <laughs> I like movies. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Did we get Rich saying, don't forget you're doing the thing live on mic? No. Oh, okay, excellent. Oh, I'm fucking good. No, he, didn't, he, he muted that. Yeah, he I muted did that. stuff. Then the audience won't have any idea what I'm talking about. No, no. indeed. It's almost like we're mainly kind of semi... No, we're not semi professional. We're getting better. This we're is our like a quarter professional at the moment. Sixth episode. Is seventh it? episode. Sixth, sixth, seventh. Sixth. Episode. Sixth or seventh. How seventh many Star Trek you... films were there? Uh, four. four. I would say there was at least fourteen. There was eleven because you said eleven a minute ago. So well, I Nemesis, was... I want to say, was ten. And wasn't there another original canon one after Nemesis? Maybe. And then there were three Christopher Pine ones. Yeah, but they're. Oh, I thought they're Star Trek. Trek. No, no, I was, no, definitively, no, 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 they yeah. are Star Trek. Okay, yeah, I, I get was, that. I they're Star Trek, but they're not the original Star cast. Trek, not yeah. Star Trek. Oh, so you were talking about Star Trek, yeah, not, not Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Don't let us get confused about Star Trek. You know what this podcast is starting to sound an awful lot like? What? It's starting to sound an awful lot like we're asking, is that Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, a, that was a previous thing. All right. Um, this one is called I Like Movies. Um, where we sit and discuss movies. Cool. Um, <clears throat> well, as some b- listeners, I know it's a viewers, but they can't see us. Um, as some listeners would know, last week we drew from the hat of wonder and we drew Galaxy Quest as our next film. So cool. this week we're going to be talking about Galaxy Quest. Wow. That's how it works. That's mm. how it works. Welcome to the podcast if you're new. That's how it works. Who are you? Hi. My name's Steve. <laughs> I'll be your host this evening. There he is. And uh, joining me tonight is Rich. Hello, I'm here too, talking about Star Trek and <laughs> Galaxy Quest on the side. And Andy. Good evening, internet. Sorry, we just that. threw the rules we, out the window. Yeah, Do you think no, anybody's indeed. jumping in on episode six? Surely that's oh, early well. enough in the run that you go, maybe I'll start at one or zero. Maybe. If, if they start on this one, it's going to be very confusing. Because we zero, just zero, completely... Zero, 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 uh, one. <laughs> Completely, uh, yeah. 
fucked up the opening. If they so start on episode six, they've completely spoiled the ending of episode five for themselves. That's true. We've just ruined the Hat of Wonder. It's true. Yeah. Mm. You can kind of spoil it by looking at the titles of the podcast, but anyway, we won't go there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, tonight we are doing Galaxy Quest. We are doing Galaxy Quest. Let's we make Galaxy Quest. are doing Galaxy Quest. Doing to Gal- infinity and beyond. <laughs> 1999 Galaxy Quest, directed by Dean Parisot, and starring Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalom. 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 Shalom to you, my brother. <laughs> Sam Rockwell, uh, Daryl Mitchell, I'm going to say the main cast. Yes. Because otherwise they're all left out. Enrico Calatoni. Is he Spanish, half Spanish, half Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> and that will do for now. All I can tell you is he's a hundred percent unacceptable. I apologise. I was trying to read his his uh, voice, his voice, read his name, and I did a weird accent that was not intended. That's Veronica Mars's dad. That's, That's Veronica yeah, Mars's dad. Malfazar. 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 I don't know. I've forgotten now. Like popping candy. Mouth Once again, Fizzar. the we watched this. We actually watched this film uh, a week and a bit ago. Mm. Um, we had another incident. Well, it was a few episodes ago when we had a, an incident <laughs> where um, Stephen caught the COVID. Stephen caught the COVID. It's, it's like a whole new sitcom. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we had to delay it because we were going to record. I think the night before, actually, was it the day the or the night before the podcast? The night before <laughs> the, the night podcast. before COVID. Stephen caught the COVID. So uh, we had to delay it. But then we were going to record last week, and then Stephen caught another virus. Mm. Yeah. Um, of the digital PP card. Digital virus <laughs> infected my PCs. Many of them. Many, many of them. <laughs> Which isn't as catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Not as catchy as Stephen caught the COVID. No. So you've spent a week putting cream on your PCs. I have. Yeah, I've been creaming on my PCs. The, uh, to digital COVID. virus. Yeah. Yeah. Not COVID, sorry. They didn't have COVID. So, <laughs> all that is to say, Galaxy Quest might not be as fresh in our mind as previous films or previous no. episodes. Yeah, because no, this boy hasn't seen Galaxy Quest in a good nine days. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to have to go how, by his sparse notes. And before that, how long while. when you saw it? Uh, probably, so nine days since the last one, and then before that, probably, I would say, 12, 13 years? Right, yep. So, you know, it's more recent than, <laughs> than it would have been. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, indeed. Um, so before we actually get into the film and the synopsis and such, yes. um, are you big Star Trek fans? Uh, do you have that background? Do you enjoy Star Trek? Why do you keep going on about Star Trek? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not a Trekkie. No. And I definitely don't. No, I was going to say I definitely don't like Star Trek. I've never, <laughs> never really appealed to me. I've never sat down and thought, I really want to watch a Star Trek film. I've never chosen to watch Star Trek. Andy? What, you're right. Yeah. We love that. You're literally the only person in this room that was on every single episode of a podcast about Star Trek. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I know. They're just, they're, I find that so Oh, amusing. I see. Just, all right. Yeah. I was, I was just, yeah. I thought Isn't it, was it ironic? To, don't you think? Yeah. We had a discussion off mic about using 
possibly getting in trouble on Spotify for using licensed music. It's fine. I'm if singing you it. sing it, it's a cover. Is it though? Yeah, because I, I just I, sang I don't know. I just I'm terrified. Do you think I sound like Alanis Morissette? Is that what you're saying? I think you sound more like Alanis Morissette than you don't. And I think that's what the algorithm is. That going to get us in trouble? For. I think it's fine because we're not on YouTube. If we're on YouTube, they would. But on Spotify, us. that's where musicians live. I hate to yeah, tell but you, but they don't pay them, so it don't matter. I hate to tell you all this, but <laughs> oh, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially don't badmouth the platform. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you all this, but the song "Stephen Caught the COVID" is actually a song, and I've just been singing that over oh, and over again. So flipping neck. In trouble. That's a song. Trouble, yeah. Isn't everything a song at this yeah. point? Yeah, we're, that's we're, a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Star Trek. Mm. Yeah. You know, don't I just ask me? Yeah, I asked him, and he oh. ignored me. He went oh. on to you. Oh, always went back. Always to ignoring Rich. me. I said, uh, "How about you, Andy? Like the Star Trek? Love the Star Trek. Good. The laser swords, the little droid, the beeps. All of it's great. The Green Man." The green man. <laughs> <laughs> Yogurt. Yep. <laughs> Yogurt, often my favourite Star Trek character. Spaceballs, that's what you're talking about, yeah? Spaceballs, Spaceballs. absolutely. With Pizza the Hut. Yes. Mm. Which, uh, weirdly, is quite similar to the to the film we're talking about this evening. Galaxy Quest. Kind of. In the sense of it's a parody. Very loose. A loose. Kind of a it's more a parody than Galaxy I mean, they're both Quest comedy is. set in space. Yeah. Yeah. I guess... Yeah. Oh, cool. So mm. there you go. Yeah, they're both about Star Trek. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. Um, do you think your affinity or non-affinity to Star Trek has any bearing on whether you enjoy this film or not? I don't know, actually. Um, <clears throat> I, which is it, is a weird thing, I suppose, that I've never been to the cinema to watch a Star Trek film, but I do remember going to the cinema to watch Galaxy Quest. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just it, it's, it's probably because it was more specifically a comedy um, about the kind of genre. But I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it matters either way because I'm not a Star Trek fan. But I think people that I think people that like really, or even people that really like Star Trek, probably like Galaxy Quest because it's not taking the it's not actually like really taking the piss out of people that like star trek no it's um it's kind of going, it's going with way. them yeah yeah mm. giving them is. giving them a voice yeah it's basically taking the idea that it's this stuff is real and running with it i mean if you're going to be embodied by any young actor as a as a fan based young justin long's not a bad guy it's yeah. true you know he's yeah. lovable he, he is, is. He's possibly attractive. He's a lovable clown. He's a lovably, he possibly attractive He man. does look... In that film, there was mm. something about him that made me think he looked like a young Bob Belcher, which I know is hard <laughs> to say because Bob Belcher's a cartoon. Yeah. But whenever you see yeah, young yeah, yeah. Bob in Bob's Burgers, yeah. he looks a bit like Justin Long. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it, oh, I'm sure we're going to mention this a few times, but there is a documentary about... Um, uh, about Galaxy Quest, mm. uh, and in that documentary, Justin Long said that his he, his voice in it he based it on the comic book guy from The Simpsons because there's like <laughs> bits when his mum comes in and he's like, "Mother, I am extremely busy." <laughs> um, so he yeah, apparently he, he just decided to be like comic book guy. Oh, yeah. with his voice. 
Fair enough. Yeah. I have not seen this documentary, so I'm going to learn a lot. Yes, I started to watch it, but I think Richard will be the expert on the documentary. Yeah, no, I've got. A, as I was watching the film, I remembered bits that they were talking about from the documentary. So, I, uh, yeah, I'll mention them as I go. Cool. Uh, so, a brief synopsis of the film. I'm not going to go into too much detail with the synopsis. I'm going to keep it light. Um. Stop talking! Don't give me the wind-up signal. I'm playing you off. Wah, I just I figured if I get, if I give you the tuba symbol, yeah. it might not it might not carry. It's huh. a bit rude. I don't, didn't appreciate that. Um, so basically, the synopsis is um, a crew of a crew a um, a cast of washed-up TV um, celebrities from like a Star Trek isk. Um, Let's call series. them actors. Oh yeah, that's probably what they're called. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to do this? No, no, it's no, fine. no. You don't know. Oh, do the fine. <laughs> Ooh, he wears a suit and then he thinks he's all that. Um, Just do this. Steve, Steve tried a suit on earlier on. He looks lovely. Um, I think the suit might have gone slightly to his head. Though. Yeah. So he's got, uh, got businessman power. <laughs> so. <laughs> So many years ago, there was a TV show called Galaxy Quest in which uh, the, there's basically a Star Trek-esque TV show. Jump forward to many years' time, there was a convention uh, for said uh, you know, sci-fi TV programs and the five stars of Galaxy Quest uh, turn up and they, uh, they, they're there signing autographs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what? Why are you laughing at so much? I don't know. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> right, and that's basically the end. <laughs> that's Sorry, not you're, telling me wind, you're telling me to wind No, I was just being a jerk. Oh, like, it's like Andy was being a jerk oh. to me just now. Let's stop jerking each other off, shall we? Yeah, let's right. leave that to off. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, Tim Allen, who plays the captain... Uh, finds that he actually gets uh, recruited by some real-life aliens going to space, uh, eventually taking the other crew with them because the the, the race of aliens that have uh, requested his help who think that the crew are the actual people like the Three Amigos, uh, and they go up to space, fight these evil aliens, come back down to Earth, the end. Yeah, that's good. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. All done. From top to tail. There we go. Cool. Job's done. Lovely. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much wraps up uh, synopsis and people. Um, do you want to go into detail? Did with... the director do anything else of yes. No. So, I was going to come into this. So, did you know that the director directing, or who directed, was not actually the first choice or the first director linked to the film. Harold Ramis was going to Harold Ramis was... Oh, yes, I do remember that, yes. So Harold Ramis was linked to it up until the point where they wouldn't cast a particular actor for the part. I can't remember what the particular actor... Was uh, what they wanted someone. They wanted someone else. Or Harold Ramis wanted. Yeah, someone. Harold Ramis wanted someone else to be in it, but I can't remember who it was. Oh, okay. Um, and what, basically okay. walked out on creative differences. And I could point. be completely off base here. Was it Alec Baldwin? Yes. So um, no, Alec Baldwin wanted the part, but didn't get it. 
Right. Um, I thought I'd heard Alan Robin, Baldwin's name. Robin Williams around. was linked for a while. Mm. Um, Bruce Willis was linked. Really? That's right. So the, the creative difference is Harold Ramis or the production company wanted an action star right. that could do comedy rather than a comedian that had to do action. Right. Because um, this would have been like peak of like Tim Allen's like popularity, right? He yeah. would have been doing Home Improvement, which was like the number one sitcom in America at the time. Yeah. He would have probably just come off the back of Toy Story, I'm yeah, guessing, saved. the year before. Yeah, for um, you. Which was like the biggest kids' film of all time, pretty yep. much at that point. Yeah. Like this, this dude's career was not getting any higher than this, and now he was starring in his own so, Hollywood comedy jo- sci-fi. John Katzenberg, the um, one of the three heads of DreamWorks, who the the, the DreamWorks Hydra that yes. runs DreamWorks Productions, the, the Hydra, yes, yeah. Um, which is him, um, Spielberg, and someone else. And the body of a lion and the tail of a serpent. I think so, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, they wanted Tim Allen for his comedic chops and thought he would make a good part. And uh, Ramis decided to leave the project yeah. at that point. Yeah, you, you're absolutely... I just looked it up, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. That's it, is why he left. Is that why he left? Yeah. Didn't agree with he, the casting. He, like of... you said, he wanted a uh, action hero, action actor to do look do comedy rather than a comedian to be an action. Yeah, I think he had in his head a very different style of film mm. to yes. uh, to what they were looking for. And he's apparently he felt it was becoming too spaceballs. Uh, I see. This is becoming by having a comedian two spaceballs. Yes, yeah. By having a comedian, he thought it was going to be two spaceballs. Um, apparently, one of the reasons as well was he did a film with Robin Williams a year, a few years before something Paradise. I can't remember. Right. Apparently, it bombed. It did really badly, um, and he didn't think he did. This is literally from the ten minutes that I watched of the uh, the. Um, documentary mm-hmm. so apologies if i'm just spewing stuff that other people have heard in the documentary um yeah he he had a bad run with that because he didn't think he dealt with the comedic side of it very well so i think he wanted to go a different direction and go with a different style of actor cool. um so yeah that's why he pulled the plug. which is weird because you'd think harold ramus would feel more at home you would have thought so, wouldn't you? You think so as yeah. a star, yeah. i wonder background. if uh, I was going to say maybe Robin Williams wasn't his style of actor, but um, what's his name? Um, Dan Aykroyd and um, Bill, Bill Murray, Murray are very loose and very ad libby. Oh, so. Comedians, weren't they? Well, yeah, but, yeah. But they, were they did stand up and yeah, yeah stand up and ad libbing. And mm. so I know Robin Williams was very into his ad lib, and he would literally just go off on tangents all yeah. the time. So maybe he couldn't. This does kind of feel that. like the kind of film where you could. You might get an absolute gem if you let the cast ad lib for a couple of takes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This isn't Tarantino. This is this isn't oh, know, yeah, the no. dialogue is so sharp and so Tarantino. Mm. You have to say it exactly as it is on the script. Oh, yeah. this villain! Look at him! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Galaxy? Oh, they, they speak so weird! Oh, what's over there? Was oh, Galaxy the Quest a success Ooh. when it came out, or did it become a cult? Uh, it's but more of a cult hit, but I, I it did all right when it came out. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, Budgetary-wise, mm. um, it did. So its budget was $45 million, and it took uh, $7 million its open weekend, and its total 
That's US, US domestic American. tally stands at 71.583 mil. Um, you, uh, and worldwide 90.683. Well, so yeah. it so doubled, it's done itself. Right. It's doubled yeah. itself. How much of that, uh, what was the budget? 45. 45. Mm. How much of that 45 mil budget was uh, spent on that rock monster, do you think? <laughs> so they had both ILM and... I like movies. I love movies. And so they had the I like the movies podcast. I like podcast. movies podcast yeah. with that. Them. That would be and pretty much half the budget. <clears throat> oh, and the. Damn it, you have a pretty be. heavy rider, don't mm. you? Yeah. yeah. And they had the Sam Winston um, creature. Oh, like the creature workshop. So, like two of the biggest sort of companies working in films at that time for effects with them. So that would have been quite a hefty chunk of that, I'd imagine. So, because I'm, I'm always curious, like, what's the director's next project after yeah, this? Because if this did fairly well, you'd think he'd go on to do something hmm. slightly bigger, maybe. You'd think so, because that 45 mil is a very, even in like the mid 90s, is still a very. It's not a massive budget. No, and I wonder I'm guessing, if it like, shrunk. Big when, action uh, films were probably around the 150 mil mark at that point. Yeah, yeah, so he mainly went to TV after this. Huh. So he did um, an episode of The Job, which I've never seen, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, so he's just doing single episodes of stuff as well. He did The Tick in 2002. Okay. Um, he, ah, he, his next film was Fun with Dick and Jane. Right. With um, oh, Jim, Jim Carrey and... I can't remember who. Someone else. Jane. <laughs> uh, he directed three episodes of Monk. Right. More episodes Deep End, Modern Family. So it didn't exactly it didn't exactly launch his career. Not in the slightest. The he did Red Two, which I've never watched Red Two because the first one was shit. Um, <laughs> he did Steve our film. Steve critic. likes movies except for Red and Red Two. Apparently. Oh, I, found, <laughs> I found it really boring. I know what's going on my list next year. <laughs> he did uh, four episodes of Justified. Sweet. Justified. Justified is a fantastic Tim Allen show. Yeah. No, yeah. I did a couple of episodes of Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which I've seen some of. Is that the one with um, Elijah Wood, The Hobbit? Yeah. yeah. Because um, they did it on the BBC like a couple of years earlier, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they did like one Without series and Sans it... Hobbit, and then they went and did yeah, another yeah. one with Hobbit. Which is weird because they did one series of it, and mm. I really enjoyed it, but then they just cancelled it. Was it Stephen Mangum? Yeah, that played him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I really enjoyed it, but it just they did one series, and that was it. And they did two series of the one on Netflix, didn't they? Cancelled that. <sighs> Uh, Santa Clara to Diet, and mm, that's pretty much needs it. more cool. Hobbit. He's yeah. mainly done TV stuff, so yeah, obviously, okay. yeah, weirdly right. didn't, didn't so yeah, launch didn't, his career. Yeah, not a huge success. Launched it a little bit over the hill. A little mm. bit. But hey, fair play. But at least in the future he's able to make documentaries to say, I did that. He did. He has. He can. He yes. did. What do you think he makes more residuals on uh, yearly? Red 2 or... Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy Quest. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. Interesting. Mm. Have you seen Red 2? Uh, no, but I don't Can need... Yeah, but I don't need to see Red 2 for him to get paid, do I? Because it's on Netflix, so he's... Is it on Netflix? I thought Red and Red 2 were Netflix films. No. No. Were they not? No, no they were... Um, they came out they way before like Netflix. Official... They came out in the cinema like big boy films. Yeah, no, they were big, yeah. big boy oh, films. Oh, shit, I thought they were like straight to Netflix. No, stuff. big no. boy Bruce Willis films. 
big boy Bruce when, Willis. When Bruce Willis was, okay. was doing films. I was going to say, in my defence, no. <laughs> Bruce Willis don't do films that go no. to the cinema anymore. I read a weird article about him today. Yeah? Yeah, about how he is... The li- thing about him having a vagina? Oh, no, no, oh. Oh, okay. We read different articles. Yeah, we did. Sorry, when you say you read a weird, weird article about him, was it as in he's weird? Or no. the article was like, this doesn't make sense at More, all. Sorry, let me rephrase. <laughs> Every other word was in a different language. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is such a weird article. Let me rephrase. <laughs> it's like reading a factory reset iPhone. <laughs> That's weird. I read an article about him today. Oh, right. is that, okay, okay. Gotcha. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, because works. it would be odd for sense. you to think about Bruce Willis twice in a day. Yeah. I, I fully believe that. It's mm. weird. It would be odd if I thought about Bruce Willis more than once in 24 hours. Yeah, there you go then. Well, over the last, like, three minutes, I've thought about him about four or five times. But that's one continuous thing. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, and we're talking about him. Who? Uh, Barry Manilow. Ah! I don't know what the, Barry Manilow The <laughs> anti-Bruce Willis Barry Manilow. <laughs> that was a weird segue. Which is weird because he was also going to play Captain James Nesmith. <laughs> <laughs> in Galaxy Quest, yeah. he was actually the action yeah. star that Harold Ramis wanted. Yeah, Barry Manilow. <laughs> People right. don't often think about Barry Manilow no. for his action roles. No, no, no indeed, they no. get sort of glossed but over by his poor lounge. The problem singing, is they didn't but... have him because he wanted to Dennis Waterman and he wanted to do this. Write the theme tunes, sing the theme, theme tune. tune. So this is Galaxy Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Uh, right, and on that note, we are going to a commercial break. Please join us after this. We will be right back. Are you a fan of James Bond and wish you could listen to a couple of blokes talk about the world's greatest secret agent? Well, now you can when you join Rich and Ash for Review to a Kill, where we discuss the films, history and current news from the world of 007. So if you love all things Bond, then search for Review to a Kill from wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. And now we're at the part of the show I like to call... Let's talk about the film that we watched. It's the bit where we talk about the film. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to join in though. I just got in, caught in the moment. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Talk about the film. Talk about the film. So, Rich, what's Hello. up? What? Do you want to start? Oh, do I want to start? <laughs> yes. Um, so, <clears throat> assuming this was a very early Sam Rockwell appearance, I believe. Yes. He looked very young. He looked very yeah. young, but also pl- playing. You know that Sam Rockwell kind of right. Yeah. He's, he's one Sam of those... Rockwell playing Sam Rockwell. Yeah, but yeah. he's doing. The, he's he's low a really key good actor. I like hmm? Sam Rockwell plays low key. Creep yeah, so he played well yeah, in indeed. In, yeah, many films. It's like I until I rewatched this, I I I didn't realize because he's such a good actor, Sam Rockwell. But actually, he does have a niche. Mm. He does, um, which is this type of role. Like you say, yeah, low there key. Was, creep. There was. Um, Vibes of him in this role that he would carry on uh, to play in is it Iron Man three where he's the villain? Yeah, he plays a very similar role in that as well, like the sort of smug yet worried. Yeah, Yeah. Sam Rockwell type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always yeah, always uh, on the yeah, trying to um, trying to be a a smarmy guy, but at the Mm. same time uh, on the verge of uh, panicking (laughs) at any second. Yeah, yeah. Very much like how he plays um, Wild Bill in Green Mile as well. Yeah. There's bits of that, yeah. that kind of tie yeah, into it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, um, yeah, I, I really like him uh, in this film. Oh, yeah. Especially where he's just the, he's the um, 
This is like, what's my surname? <laughs> my first note was, I love Sam Rockwell. Yes, I love Sam Rockwell. I agree with He's you. He's very good. My second note was, I love Alan Rickman. Yes. So, Did yeah. anybody else make considerably fewer notes on this film than recent ones? Yeah, I did. I must admit. Mm. I don't know why, because I really like this film. Yeah. So I'm going to put it down to the fact that I just kind of got engrossed with the film. You're just watching it. Um, and I did just sit and watch it. I, well, I found it my... hard to pill things out. Pill things? To pull things out to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like this film. I don't think I enjoyed it as much watching it this time as I did previously. For some reason, no, I I did, but I have seen it quite recently, so I think I was kind of I was watching it, but I don't think I was taking it in as much as I usually would, because mm. um, I think I was trying to think of witty things to sort of come up with or story stuff, and I think I kind of failed that and kind of just fell into the film again. Um, I I can't think of a way to vocalise this, which is going to make for really bad podcasting, but there was just something about the way it felt. It was like it. It was funny enough, but there was never any, like, edge or... You know what I mean? There was never any huge guffaws. There was some slight chuckles. No. Oh, no, this, it's not um, constant laugh out loud, like, or any real big hitter no. gags. Which is what I seem to... I think I remembered it as that. I no, remembered it I as being it, a lot funnier than it actually was. No, I think it's just... It's, it's humorous, whilst yeah. at the same time being a, a, a nice sur- homage to that, yeah. mm. that genre. Yeah, um, yeah, I get what you mean. There's no sort of massive laugh out loud moments, but mm. I don't. Know, I think the character interactions and the character work is what makes this film, and is like the heart of the film. Mm. Like the the casting is fantastic, Alan Rickman and um, Sigourney Weaver, in particular. Um, it's a quite an unusual role to see Alan Rickman in. It really well. is. I mean, he's not known for like comedies anyway. No. But I suppose there was kind of that kind well, of era. He because he, he did Dogma around. That yeah, time I was going to well, say he, he plays it very similar to Dogma. Yeah, so he, so he plays a straight character. Yeah, um, very overly sarcastic, and Rickman yeah, yeah, does that very well. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, because there's a couple of like, I took a couple of lines that I wrote down were both Alan Rickman's. Um, when he says, uh, by Grabfast Hammer, what a saving. <laughs> <laughs> when they're opening that um, the, uh, shop. Like supermarket. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also when he says, uh, you broke the ship, you broke the bloody ship. No one quite does disdain yeah, yeah. quite like Alan Rickman and the way he just delivers lines yeah, are just yeah. fantastic. Um, it hurts me now that we don't have something programmed into the sound pad so that we could tap it and have him go, what are you going to do? Hit me with that fish. <laughs> Which is possibly my favourite Alan Whitman line of all time. You might have to remedy that for next episode. I think we're yeah. just going to have to have a whole board An with Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Board, yeah. Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Cut his heart out with a spoon! <laughs> We might get to that one yeah, because maybe. it's in the hat. Yeah, this is true. We I could we, we could get a double Rickman in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. season one of the show. We could. Oh, well. oh I love me some Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah, we've we've um, we've already doubled up on our Tommy Lee Jones. If we so have, we there's can, no uh, more double Tommy up Lee on Jones. our Alan Rickman. I just realised we don't have any sound uh, clips from this film. Um, no, no, I'll try and give it more. Mm. The spaceship design in this film is great. Oh yeah, it is some top class. It's there's just enough hint of Star Trek ship design in there. Yep. But it, it goes its own way. Hmm. But it all looks cool. 
Yeah, cool, yeah, it does. cool ships. Cool, cool, cool ship. spaceships. I'd it also uh, does not follow the Firefly method of shooting in space, which is space is silent because you hear all those pows and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yes, yeah, you do. Mm. I um, uh, I I know I joked about it earlier on, but I did all the way through this think that the the catchphrase was to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just Tim Allen space. Yeah, but it just seemed that it's just like that's it's all I could get in my head, rather <laughs> yeah. than n- n- never give up, never give up, never, never surrender. surrender. See, I couldn't even remember it then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which it's is such a memorable, memorable quote. Yeah, yeah. Which is the tagline. Funny enough, yes. I didn't mention it earlier, but no, never yeah. give up, never surrender is one of the taglines. There's like six, but cool. Um, I like. I, I'm a fan of Tony Shaloub. Yes, um, Monk. As you said, he was in. He was in Monk. Monk. Yes. So, I don't know, you're probably going to mention this. I think they cut some of it out, but it's alluded to that he is high the entirety. There's of a shalub allude. Oh, I see. So, is that why he's. I think kind of they like toned that. it down a lot. Yeah. yeah. But. Um, and he's eating all the time, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, true. And there's, there's moments where he's just like really chilled and mellow when shit's just going off around yeah, yeah. him. So. Okay, that explains this note I wrote, which is the calm engineer being the opposite of Scotty. I thought the joke was he's the opposite of Scotty. No, the joke is apparently he's supposed to be high the entire time. Oh, okay. Uh, I think they may have cut around it or didn't didn't follow through with it, um, but alluded to it whenever they could. It felt very family-friendly to throw in a, a drug joke in there, didn't it? Yeah. Well, this is probably it because there are... Um, I think they originally... Filmed it as a what an R an R oh, yeah. rated, um, but then they stripped back all of the the things so that it become a become a PG. Um, Did they CGI out the rock monster penis? <laughs> no, but they, the main thing in it is that at the very end, I'm sort of skipping to the end right now. But sure. this is where this is the perfect example of how they made it a a, a PG thirteen. I suppose is what you would call it, or PG over it. Um, is that when Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver see the um, chompers, the engine, the F bomb, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yes. But um, she she goes she well, screw that, yeah. but she actually you can see from her mouth she's saying well, fuck, fuck that, right? Um, but they just dubbed it and left it as it. That was also an incredibly weird scene to be in there. Why? Why did they have like the early nineties video game like level? Of like the, the the stompers going up and down on the conveyor <laughs> the re- well, They give the reason because it was in the TV series. Oh really? I must have yeah. missed that. No, so they actually say it. It's like, why is this in the engine room? And they're like, because it's in the TV series. Yeah. Oh. So they copy it directly from the TV series to put in the um, spaceship. But in the right, TV exactly. series, it's much slower, and yeah. there's not as many of them. But I'm assuming they've obviously had to make it actually work because <laughs> it felt like the worst video game level. And yeah. there, there was always one of those back in nineties video games. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and that's the reason. And like, why have they put oh, this I in the ship? Missed that. It's like yeah. because it's in the in the TV series. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's one of those. It's like, why the hell have they got that? Oh, I see. So a lot of like, a lot of what they're doing exactly is based off of the show. But with the, they yeah. the aliens see as historical records yeah. being down them. So yeah. they've just built it exactly as they've seen it. I think there was a fantastic sci-fi shared universe of films out there where each film is just a different race of aliens basing their society <laughs> on a different historical record <laughs> that would be quite funny yeah. so like you have your cheers planet <laughs> where, 
<laughs> well, like one in every six aliens is called Norm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so great. You have your question of sport planet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. You have the Bill planet. Yeah. Nice. Planet Sunny. Sunny Hill? Sunny Hill, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a great idea. It's, it's a fantastic concept <laughs> that they introduce in this and do absolutely nothing with. Yeah, yeah. That's quite funny. Um, that's interesting. No, I'm glad you've uh, I've, you've said that about that. I'm, I'd completely forgot that bit about him being possibly high, excuse yeah. me, um, all the way through. Um, but so, Tony Shalhoub, Shalhoub? I don't know. I'm just really sorry. You how you say it, you know, um, I, I'm a very big fan of him, especially lately because he's he plays uh, Abe Maisel, um, not Abe Maisel, Abe Wiseman on uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, uh, and he's really good. They're all really good in the, that series, but he's he's really good, really really good. <laughs> I I too have not watched the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's, he plays right. her dad, um, and yes, yeah, really he's really good. Um, going back to cutting stuff, there's quite a lot of deleted scenes on the DVD that I've never seen, but um, sort of add to more of the the universe. Yeah, the world kind building. of. Yeah, so um, you see like the living quarters of some of the crew apparently, right. and um, Alexander's or um, Rickman's is basically an empty room. Which has got a bed of spikes and a weird toilet, and apparently, Tech Sergeant Chen, who is Shalou, yeah, yeah. Um, helps an engineering crew solve a difficult problem without offering any insightful help whatsoever. Doesn't that happen in the film? No, he just can't. He kind of stands there whilst they talk. So yeah, similar. I wonder if it's just another one of those. Mm. Mm. Um. It's, but that's another one of Alan Rickman's classic lines in this, isn't it? When they're having their food and they've got, yeah. we've got the replicator to make all the thing, you know, from your home planet. Yeah. And he's like, how are you enjoying your grubs? Um, and he's like, just like mother used to make. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of other random ones. I might yeah. try and see if I can find the uh, three things at some point, but. I like that one of the most realistic moments in it I found was um, that when they're um, they're going to pick up Tim Allen mm. and he's asleep on the sofa and he's like probably dribbling. We've all had that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> most weekends. <laughs> all had that moment of That's waking up and being Alan like, such a great actor is he had that, that extra bit of commitment that makes you believe. Cause that, that, Tim you're Allen. You're right. Uh, sorry, Tim <laughs> Allen. Tim Allen, sorry. <laughs> had that extra bit of... Uh, just that special something that made you believe because you're right everybody's woken up with that spit but you never see that in films yeah true that real um, drooly bit I did write Tim Allen is basically Tim Allen in this film <laughs> he is yeah yeah true yeah. he had a badass house he did like, he the, is the glass house on top of the hill see I was kind of surprised that he had that massive house because I, I yeah. thought, but they, they, he's, by the looks of it he's been out of work for a long time just doing conventions and stuff so I was surprised that um, he must have made his nut being the lead on that show like, maybe, maybe. It's repeat, I think Shatner repeat made a lot stuff. didn't he oh yeah because yeah, so. after the first or second season yeah you become an EP and then yeah, yeah. you've got multiple streams of income <laughs> maybe you even get behind the camera yeah true um can we talk about the weird 90s like thing that didn't really fly, not to sound terribly woke, but there's that bit where Sam Rockwell's staring at Sigourney Weaver's boobs as yeah. a joke <laughs> and goes back to staring at them, and it just felt weird. Apparently there's a they actually cut a scene with her boobs in it as well. Yeah? 
Yeah, there's more more uh, blatant sexualization. Oh, had, uh, like clothes become more and more open. Oh yeah, as the, the film, film goes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, she actually reveals them at one point, doesn't she? Not her boobs, but like she pulls her zip down properly to expose her cleavage. Yes. So. Which, which I believe is around about the uncomfortable Sam Rockwell scene. <laughs> is it? Is it's it that bit? Cleavage gets revealed. Gets revealed mm. cleavage. Yeah. Um. I've got. I love Justin Long. Right. So you love Sam, Sam Rockwell and you love Sam Justin Rockwell, Long. Alan Rickman, Justin, Justin Long. Long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got got those three in there. They're in my list. Um, it's funny. I was thinking this uh, just a minute ago that um, I'll probably come back to this later. But I remember one things in the one of the things in the documentary was that Alan Rickman apparently kept complaining that Tim Allen was just joking around and being Tim Allen and stuff and one of the things that during the one you know during the during the filming that they were just like he's he's just not taking this you know seriously I know this is comedy but you still need to take it seriously um but yeah and so there's one I'll I'll bring this back into it later on because there was one moment apparently in the documentary where they uh, they they point out something that Alan Rickman said of Tim Allen's Oh, really? uh, abilities. Um, are we are we dishing Tim Allen? Uh, is it my time to tell the Tim Allen story? Go on. Are we at that Tim Allen story? If you I want promised it. off air I would tell this if I could corroborate this with a second source on the internet. And have you? So yes. Take is this, this a personal story. No, 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 no. With you and Tim. No, Allen. this is no. This is like Hollywood legend. Right. So take this with a whacking great grain of salt because. Yeah, I've, I've corroborated this with a couple of different sources, but they've all been internet sources. Mm. But they've been fairly reliable internet sources. Okay. So in the early 70s, uh, Tim Allen, before he was a comedian, uh, was caught by the police somewhere in the Midwest transporting two kilograms of uncut cocaine uh, for some sort of local mob. Right. Uh, he was going to go to prison for life because of the quantity, and I'm guessing it was one of those states where they don't take kindly to drugs. Uh, except he rolled on the people higher up, and they all went to prison for life as, instead, and he walked. Apparently this was fairly well known. Now, isn't it a bit weird that someone did that, then went on to become like the yeah. most successful yeah. actor in the 90s? You would think that would put a massive target on your back. I thought so, wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, like I say, I... I corroborated this from enough different sources online that I'm I'm fairly certain this is a true story. That's really Which would odd. be weird, though, that if he's... I would imagine it's not true, <laughs> because, like you say, <laughs> he's, I, like, as a man who wants to be uh, as hidden from view as possible, decides to do the job and but he tries to become as successful as possible in one of the main jobs that you really yeah. can't be hidden from view. Yeah, that's a bit odd. Uh, I'm just going to see... I can't remember who it was exactly who was on part of the crew, but he met his wife on Galaxy Quest. Okay. Here we go. Right. Allow all cookies. GDPR, constantly, since 2018, getting in the way of me reading stuff off the internet. Yep. Uh, After being caught with more than half... Sorry, half a kilo of cocaine, Tim Allen faced life imprisonment in 1978, so he decided to make a deal, which eventually led to fame and fortune. Tim Allen is undoubtedly most famous for his role as Tim Taylor, the family man on ABC's Home Improvement, which catapulted the stand-up comedian into a new stratum of fame. Uh, There's a bit of background on Home Improvement. 
the family-friendly comic actor you know and love spent two years and four months in a federal prison for drug trafficking. Of course, the deal was only feasible once he agreed to rat out nearly two dozen drug dealer peers. Uh, yeah, so he dodged life in prison and instead sent almost 24 oh, other members wow. uh, down. Um, and then went on to become the most highly paid and successful comedian in the 90s. Mm. Uh, at least on TV. Yeah. Weird. Without painting mm. a massive mark on your back. Sounds really odd. Yeah. <clears throat> he began dealing drugs in 1976 and was caught several months into his career and faced serious time in prison for the first time in his life. Oh, who wants to see his mugshot from the 70s? Oh, that wow. 100% coral process. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to show this to you individually uh, so we can capture your... You just send me this and I'll put it on the socials. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Rich. Oh my god, yeah. No no wonder they didn't find out who he was. Because he got rid of the massive mustache. I think I may have just cast the new live action Bob's Burgers film. Yeah. <laughs> to bring Bob's Burgers back yet again. That is a, a, a beautiful Bob's Burgers. He looks very different like about a, his mustache. Oh, yeah. I suppose, but you can see it's him. But like I say, though, still, surely he must. Do you think he shaved the mustache off and that's how he shook the. Uh, the well, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. What he must have done. That's the only way to explain how, how that could have happened. Yeah, just get rid of the tash. Yeah. Wow. Different person. No, all that to say is uh, Tim Allen being a monster, of course, didn't end in 1976 as he was a huge Trump supporter and his current Fox sitcom is basically just a Republican uh, yeah. Trump propaganda really? piece. Yeah, you said this last oh, week. Oh, yes. It makes me sad. Oh, no. yes. I didn't know. Like, a whole season of it uh, on the lead-up to Trump's uh, first election was basically, like, propaganda for electing Trump. It's very weird. Um... You should have a look online. There's a lot of stuff about it. Ah, oh, that's um, a shame. <laughs> let's just say it's a sitcom on Fox. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. Well, yeah, indeed, yeah. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The shame. guy's a bit of a... I think he might have been Me Too'd as well, although... I wouldn't I, I should be me. careful what I say on mic without right, yeah. knowing specifics. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, my notes get a bit <laughs> weird from here. Who oh, wants okay. to go next? Uh, I enjoyed the um, pig lizard turning inside out and exploding. Yeah, that was good. That was cool. Uh, yeah. um, Sam Rockwell's reaction apparently was uh, completely ad-libbed. So if right. you see Sigourney Weaver, she jumps out in space. In, in space? In, they're in space. <laughs> they're in space. Um, yeah, she visibly reacts. Right. And that's actually a real reaction to him screaming. Uh. She wasn't expecting it. <laughs> How is it that um, the main race of aliens doesn't like grasp the fact that they're actors and don't know what they're doing? Yet the first time they meet the evil like lizard villain, he immediately grasps what the situation is. Well, because he, cl- he's cleverer. There, there was another thing about yeah, indeed. But there was another thing about him which I found really weird. Right, he's, so he's a really evil <laughs> alien villain called uh, Saris, the yeah. main, the main guy, yeah. like the worst kind of being in the universe. Um, but he says one of his quotes is um, about we're going to uh, fire on you and tear you apart like tissue paper. <laughs> How does he know what tissue paper is? He's the most evil alien being in the universe. Maybe he's into us. But he, he, knows, <laughs> he knows all about tissue paper. <clears throat> yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
Did you, uh, this is more for Steve than anybody else in the room. <laughs> Steve, did you not think the alien rifle looked suspiciously similar to the classic Halo battle rifle? Yes. It's also a little bit similar to the weapon in um, oh, Fifth Element. Oh, I don't remember the weapon in Fifth Element. I thought Leela was Willis, the weapon right? in Fifth Element. Easily the weapon. Oh, no, she was, she the, was fifth the Fifth Element, element. wasn't she? She yeah. was love. She fifth was. Element. I thought she was orange hair element. Yeah, love. Huh. Yeah, it's what makes people ginger. They have more uh, love they have than more more, people. But no soul. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, the gun is a little bit like that, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. I suppose it is battle rifle-esque. Yeah, like yeah. the alien battle rifle. Yeah. Like had the, the weird dual, like, rounded pod thing. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. Cool. Uh, I, I like that it always stops at one, The um, when they push the button, yep. and it yep. just carries on down to one. Yeah. And it's like, that oh, was, yeah, well, that was good. it stops at one, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> They're miners, not miners. <laughs> I like that line. This might be skipping <laughs> ahead a bit, enough. but the rock, the the like climactic bit where he's flying the ship and he's dragging all the magnetic mines mm. behind him. Mm. That was sort of vaguely familiar of the bit at the end of Serenity where they come through the cloud and he's got all the yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff him. yeah, yeah right. Um, but seriously, they couldn't come up with a better line than what you fail to realise is. My ship is dragging mines. Yeah, it's a little bit... <laughs> I didn't know if the joke was he came up with a bad line and committed to it, or if it was just really lazy writing. It's it felt odd. like there could have been a pun there. Yeah, because there's quite a lot of good lines, isn't it? Like the minor one, I, I actually... <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Yeah, you're right, it's not the best... Because I was waiting for... Like, like the never give up, never surrender, they're mm. not really... But I get that that's kind of... I get the fact that it's kind of a, a lameish catchphrase as a joke in itself. Right, yeah, yeah. But it just... I don't know. If, they, if it was... If this was supposed to come off as, like, oh, he can never come up with, like, a good one line. They needed to have repeated that joke more often to make yeah. it clear it was a joke. Yeah. Whereas, like, here it just felt like, oh, did they flat. not come up with a better... Yeah. Hmm. Um, it was a brave choice having the main alien race sound like deaf people. <laughs> I put somewhat controversially. <laughs> But they did a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, a little bit. So um, I have a, a fact about that is that the the Thermians, as they all are. Right. So their voice and actions, the main guy who you said his name so well. Mm. Um, Veronica Mars is that. Yeah. Veronica Mars is that. Uh, the leader of, the, of uh, Thermians. the Thermians. So he went in for his audition and... Uh, he he was like just did a normal audition and and apparently they got to the end of the audition and he was kind of like just he was almost like that like seemed a bit uncomfortable and they were like you're right there's like there feels like there's something you want to say to us and he said and he then he was like well I've had this idea that I just think because they're they're, they're not humans they're aliens and they're learning to speak human and stuff it should almost be like really like they're their voices, they don't know how to speak. So their their voices, so then he came out, he was like, I've been thinking of like this voice and stuff. It started doing this voice, to which then they were like, okay, yeah, no, I think that's a really good idea, you know, and filmed him doing it. And then when he left, they were like, this is amazing, this is perfect. Um, and then to everyone who auditioned after that, they said, showed them the video and said, this is what you're going to speak like, this is the guy who's going to be the main <laughs> guy, this is what we want you to sound like. But never told him, and as far as he was aware, he was still up for the role. 
Um, he said, and if he'd known that, he would have probably asked for some more money or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, but apparently once he did his audition, they were like, that's it, that's how we want. That's so cool. their way of talking everything was by that. He, mm. it, it, he came up with it all in his mm. audition. That's quite cool. So, yeah. Mm. Veronica Mars' dad. Veronica, Veronica Mars' dad. dad. I like him. He's cool. Um, I love the constant jokes about Guy possibly getting killed. <laughs> I think that was... Uh, it's one of the, 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 one of the best... Um, Tony Shaloub lines at the end as well. It's like, maybe you're not the can of fodder. Maybe you're the plucky comic relief. (laughs) (laughs) The line I put down was, uh, let's get out of here before one of those things kill Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Throw away that. Yeah. I suppose when they, they, but they also decide to do the, do you remember from, what we did in episode 89 and he's like why do you want to do episode 89 <laughs> because I die in episode 89 <laughs> uh. yeah it's just that's the thing especially when they say when they'd like he's like what's my surname then <laughs> no one knows his surname <laughs> I love at the end where they give him a surname yeah yeah indeed. <laughs> that's good yes no it is uh, yeah Guy Fliegman <laughs> Guy Fliegman yeah. lucky comic relief yes. also the way he does his like Wink at screen kind of thing at the very end, so it's like they've they've made him properly the the plucky plucky comic relief. Um, I like Alan Rickman's ripped cap at the end when he's fighting. Oh yeah, I love the <laughs> way he gets more dishevelled as he goes. Hair starting to pick, yeah. um, starting to peek through. Um, but I also do uh, uh, my love for Alan Rickman also goes to the fact that I, I don't know. It's, it's, you see this in quite a few different films and stuff over the years when. You know when it's like a, a, a even like a comic line or a, a you know there's, there's a line you know then obviously he's doing his whole um, but you don't really hear him say the line the old by Grabfar's hammer by the you know or the, mm-hmm. you will be avenged they just kind of allude to it all the time don't they and so Does they not like, play it. Does he not say it when they play a clip of the show? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. maybe they, maybe they do then. Yeah. They do. Um, so it's. Um, but yeah, so it becomes a comedy thing and stuff like that. But then it's and sometimes then you know they've done it in films in the so many times that then they actually like say the line or something like that in a serious way. But Alan Rickman actually I think does it really well where he actually says the line yeah. seriously because to this guy who's dying. That was good. Yeah. No. I I concur. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good, but there are so many examples probably of that. Yeah, where you take a jokey line or something, and then and then they actually use it, in a and then they have to thing. use later on in the thing they have to use it as a serious thing. But this t- this time it worked well. Um, so d- uh, do do you want to hear my story? Uh, what they say about um, when Alan Rickman talked about Tim Allen's sure. Acting? My only next note would have been uh, boobage, boobage, lots of boobage. Um, yeah, let's go with you. From yeah, the, go for it. Um, so. Apparently, say throughout the whole film, um, Alan Rickman was kind of getting annoyed where Tim Allen was just messing around and mucking around because he was a comedian, comedy mm. actor, and stuff. And so he was like doing it how he always has always done it in you know whenever he's filmed. Um, but Alan Rickman was kind of getting annoyed. But then they got to the towards the end, uh, and there's the the bit where he's talking to. Mathazar who's been tortured and he's having to explain to him that they're actors and it was all pretend and they were lying and he actually has to try and do a bit more of an emotional bit um, and he started actually properly doing it 
and apparently Alan Rickman had kind of behind everyone else uh, was suddenly heard to go my god I think he just experienced acting <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, fare thee well Alan Rickman oh, I love Alan Rickman <laughs> yeah. he would be sorely missed and it helps if I speak into my microphone <laughs> <coughs> Omega-13 takes them way back further than 13 seconds. Yes, it does. I wrote exactly the <laughs> yes, same. it really yeah. does. That's over a minute. I counted it. <laughs> Did you? It is, yep. It is very much the, there's no dome in this biodome of this film. <laughs> um, they say 13 seconds several times. Yeah, like, it's it way could be a 13 second jump. Seconds. Yeah. It's over a minute. Yeah. I counted no, and there's uh, no reason they couldn't call it like Omega seventy two and have the gimmick be it takes you back seventy two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such an arbitrary Omega number. Omega sixty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's a little bit slow moey when they do that, but still, oh, it's but still over sorry. a minute. But even yeah. before it starts getting to the slow mo, that's yeah. pretty much thirteen seconds, isn't it? Mm. Or even more. Yeah. Um. You know. Oh, that, yeah. It it lasts like freaking ages. Yeah. When um, he would have actually pushed the button, I can't and gone remember back, when I started he counting. Was, the, the shooting would have started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it goes back a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he crawls for a very long time across the floor. Yes, he does. <laughs> Do we want to talk about how this film ends with Tim Allen murdering a guy on stage in front of a crowd and then tossing the murder weapon to the only black crew member on the show? <laughs> 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 that's you know, an observation like, he kills a dude live in front of everyone everyone's like because yeah. they all think it's part of the show yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's very much the Scream 2 opening of this film yeah. um, and then he throws the phaser to the only black guy on the crew he what? does to get his fingerprints all over it exactly yeah. classic Republican Trumpism <laughs> you can see it back then yeah <laughs> No, I didn't. How many people do you think died when they crashed the ship into the car park as well? (laughs) This is the thing that (sighs) they're all, but no one explains it. Like, well, what the hell's happened to all our cars? Yeah. Yeah. And number two, like you say, how many people were actually being crushed to death? Yeah. um, Under the ship because that's travelled a long distance going along the along the ground. Do you think they CGI'd out some bloody smears off the asphalt (laughs) to get that PG? PG, (laughs) Wow. Yeah, to cut out. Two f bombs and four smears, yeah. <laughs> and and one joint. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I uh, yeah I no I I agree there must have been there must have been some more casualties and yeah. then you couldn't get away with loads of people died in that parking lot. You know that most Everyone of those died. most of those cars that were smashed out of the way, or not even maybe not most of those cars, but maybe a quarter of those cars had like a parent of someone that was inside just waiting to pick them up, or or the baby of someone inside, bit. yeah, yeah, of yeah. a neglectful parent in the com. <laughs> it's frowned upon, but yeah. it's America. Yeah. Yeah, happens. Fuck yeah. It's the price you pay for freedom, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our American listeners. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a dig. It's the price Tim Allen plays for freedom. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The price, the price but, Tim but, Allen but, paid for freedom was 24 other men's freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's it's be clear. very true, yeah. Uh-huh. Well... Wow. I still does. I still find that so weird. If that's, if that is true, it makes more sense when you see the picture with the mustache. Though, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He yeah, looks indeed. like the kind of guy that would roll on other drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, well, he looks like a drug dealer that would roll on other mm. drug dealers. But yeah, but still, if he's not been shot in the back of the head by now, I find it surprising. 
Mm. And I'm not talking about for his films. Maybe he's... Might be sending the money. Well, I was thinking maybe more he's so minted at this point that he can afford back-of-the-head protection. Maybe. maybe. Where's the helmet? I have a bodyguard for the front and the back of my yeah, head. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe they just rotate regularly. Like orbit him? Yeah. Mm, maybe. Tim he's got four, and they just literally sat and ring him. Saturn ring him. Yeah. That's a very different thing when you sat and ring a man. Oh, is it? I wouldn't know. They sat and ring him. No, Saturn oh, ring. Oh, right. Saturn, the one with the rings. Right. The planet. Um, Uranus. Hey! So, um, Tim Allen, I suppose famous for, you know, his, obviously his comedy films and uh, comedy shows mm. and Buzz Lightyear. And stand-up comedy. And stand-up he comedy. He was a very successful stand-up comedian yeah. as well in the 90s. Okay. Uh, but actually also very big around Christmas, I find nowadays. Yeah. Because of Santa, uh, the Claus. Santa Claus, all three films, and Christmas with the Cranks. Four, isn't it? Is it four films? They're doing a Santa Claus Maybe. Disney Plus show as well, Maybe. I seem to recall hearing. Maybe there are only three. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he seems to be around a lot at Christmas now. Yeah, he is. He, he comes around my house all the time. Yeah, yeah indeed. Just rocks up in his Santa suit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm the Santa Claus. No, you're not. Hey, Steve, I need you to hide this real quick. <laughs> I can't hit on me, man. <laughs> I won't top you in. I won't top you in. Why does he sound like Doc Brown? Why does this Santa just have a tash? Because he got out of a DeLorean, Steve. Because he was driving a DeLorean with half a kilo of cocaine. Steve! Steve! I'm Timon! <laughs> it's your kid, Steve! <laughs> we gotta go back! <laughs> We've gotta go back to 1999! And I did Galaxy Quest! Timon, why have you got a massive moustache? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a drug dealer, Steve. <laughs> this cocaine, Steve, it makes me feel like 4.6 gigawatts. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. And on that note, should we go to a commercial? I think so. My throat hurts. Okay. Through Doc Brown. <laughs> well, you shouldn't deep throat Doc Brown. <laughs> Oh, hello. You've caught me here sitting by the fire and enjoying a glass of fine resin dice. Exquisite dice like these and many other handcrafted resin items can be purchased at Joby Resins on Etsy.com. Follow Joby Resins on Instagram for more information. What other items, you ask? I couldn't possibly tell you, for I have no internet here at my remote Arctic cavern. It's just me, the fire, and my hundreds of thousands of fine resin dice. And we're back. Biodome indeed. Oh, I'm just sorry, I didn't realise you were going to start recording. <laughs> yeah, <then>. sorry. <laughs> Biodome. Biodome. Yeah, that was a film. <laughs> right, welcome back. Um, and it's that time of the show where we give our ratings. Oh, is it? Yes. Um, so, without further ado. And he's looking at me five expectively. Out five out of ten, Steve. Oh, he's straight. Oh, we're going straight. Like, this is about as middle of the road. I didn't enjoy this anywhere near as much as I was hoping, really? and I have no urge to ever watch it again. However, mm. I wasn't offended. Okay, I didn't not enjoy myself. I okay. just didn't enjoy myself it's as a smack much. Bang in as, the middle for you. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is the perfect example of a five for me. Okay, I think it would have been a four if it didn't have Alan Rickman. In. Ooh. I'm going to say Rickman was worth an entire polar bear on this one. Yeah. Mm. Mm, okay. 
Okay. It was good. Well. I don't know if I would have given it a, a, a biggest... Uh, you know what? I, I know for definite. I will say categorically, I would have given it a higher score if Harold Ramis had directed this. Really? Because I think it would have been a better film. I don't think it would have been. I think it would have been a different film. It, I mean, it 100% would have been a different film. Hmm. I think... Um, what's his, uh, Robin Williams as the lead over Tim Allen would have been a better film. I just I, I get the feeling, though, that the, the, the cast... I, it worked for me because the cast seemed to all get on and everything, and I just forget the feeling that the way that Ramis and Robin... Well, maybe Robin Williams would have been all right, but the way that, that Ramis was going with it, and obviously he had where he had issues and he wanted things very much his way, I wonder if he would have made it less happy atmosphere mm. and maybe it would have come across on the I don't know I just think that would have made it a more interesting film for me mm, okay I did, this film is the cold play of films to me and I don't mean that necessarily in a horrible way it just feels very middle of the road everything mm-hmm. that's feels very safe yeah, and I wanted fair. just a little bit more edge Apparently it was supposed to have a much more darker tone to it than it actually ended up having. Well, See, so they I think I would have done that. More, they ended up made, trying to make it more family. Yeah, yeah exactly. Polished it a bit. Yeah. Mm. But I had maybe you, you'd have preferred the original cut. Mm. I think so, yeah. Mm. Um, but look, again, not to say I didn't enjoy myself. I yeah. just didn't enjoy myself as much as I... I went in fair. with too high an expectation. Five out of ten. That's fine. Ah, you did that then. You did the thing, didn't you? You, you went did the expectation. You did, you did. You broke your golden rule of uh, going in with too higher expectation. But then yeah, I suppose you'd seen it before, and you exactly. This it being... is the first of the six films we've watched that I'd actually seen before. Right. Mm. So I had. A, I, th- I think this was a case of rose tinted glasses. Mm. I just remembered it as being a lot funnier That's and fair. a lot more cutting. Yeah. Okay, I. My, a lot of my score is based on Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman in this mm. film, and I think that's not come across in this podcast. No, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe now's the time for me to mention it. Um, but Rich, I'll let you go first. Uh, for me, this uh, I've I've always loved this film um, from when I very first saw it. I think possibly why I love it so much is that when I saw it at the cinema. I thought, oh, it's a kind of Star Trekky film, but I, I really I remember coming out being like, "That's a great film. I really enjoyed it." Um, so this is quite a classic for me, so it's an 8 for me. That's fair. I'm going to give it a 7, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, fair enough. I, yeah, I like this film. Um, I'm not going to go up as high as 8, because I think there are plenty of films to come that will probably creep above that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. It's good, good, solid film. Like Andy said, it's a little bit safe in places. I would mm. like it to get a bit weirder. I would like it to be a bit darker in places. Um but no, it's good. It's good. Good. Here's thing. a question for you. Yeah. We established one point of my five was due to purely down to the Rickman. Yeah. How many points of your seven are purely down to the Rickman? Uh, two, three. Two, three. 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 I think. So this would be a four if it didn't have Alan Rickman. In. Maybe. You know what brings it down? Tim Allen. See, I, I Tim Allen is the one bit. It's weird because I can't picture anyone else really doing that role apart from Robin Williams Robin Williams maybe <laughs> and it would be a very different film yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but I think Tim Allen is cast perfectly because he comes across as that dickheadish sort of character mm. I would have liked him to be a bit more of a dickhead because um, that's brushed off fairly quickly there's something um, I completely forgot to sorry there's something I completely forgot to bring up when we were discussing a film that's probably pertinent here 
which is uh, the bit where he has the existential crisis in the toilets. Yes. When he overhears the fans saying, oh, oh he's right, all yeah. washed up and stuff. Yeah. Was supposed to be... Based on... Based on something that happened to William Shatner, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, really? And okay. in that way, Tim Allen is a little bit Shatner-esque. Yeah. In the fact that, especially in the 90s, around when he was the biggest guy in yeah. the world, the biggest mm. comedian, he did start to drink his own Kool-Aid a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which Shatner, de- Shatner got very drunk on his Kool-Aid and never sobered up, I feel. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So um, you're right. Maybe it was good casting in that sense. Yeah. I think for the time as well, I suppose he was just one of the big... He was a big name at the time to mm. yeah. draw. I think it works. Mm. I think he's good in that part. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah. Bruce Willis certainly wouldn't have been no. <laughs> no. good in that role. No. Baldwin, though. I don't know if he would have been there. I don't think at that time. We haven't got it. What? We got rid of it. What? Oh. I think we got rid of it. You, but you said the word. It's not what? here. How is it not there? You got rid of it. You, no, is it what? No, I didn't. I left it on there for future Baldwins, didn't no. I? No. You got rid of there it. Were no oh, future my God. Oh. You got rid of it. Andy's. All the Baldwin sound files are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got rid of it. Andy, oh, how many man. times have we told you to stop pissing about with the board? We did tell you this before, and now look what's happened. I'll, I'll push this one. I'll push, <laughs> I'll push the white one that doesn't do anything, Andy. <laughs> I didn't think there'd be... I'm going to put it back on, because this think, won't be the last time Baldwin Andy, gets mentioned. Andy, you just didn't think. That's I did it's not doing anything, Andy. Oh, it's been deleted. Alex. I didn't realise I'd deleted off the board. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I don't know and if Alec Baldwin would have been that good. But this was a long time before Alec Baldwin turned his hand to comedy, wasn't it? Correct. Like when he did Thirty yeah, Rock, and everyone Faye was Faye like, yeah. "Oh, okay, he can kind of be funny, but only when Tina Fey writes for him." Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, but I think he's 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 become funny. Oh, no, I know. I was talking about Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Oh, oh, hot <laughs> off of his, like, yeah, yeah, Oscar-nominated yeah, turn in Biodome. Yeah. It would have only been three years after Biodome <laughs> I know. as well, which is weird. Okay, okay. If we're going down this path, what about Paulie Shaw instead? <laughs> no, he would, he would have been much better than Alan Rickman in that yeah. part. Oh, can you imagine if they did that as a sequel to Biodome? Oh, Jesus. Biospace Dome. <laughs> BioQuest. And it's neither a dome nor set in space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, enough um, <laughs> so yeah but I think Alan Rickman uh, Alan Rickman Alec Baldwin mm. uh, has become better at comedy yeah. probably more in the Leslie Nielsen vein as he's got older yeah. so I don't know if he'd late 90s he would have still been more a bit more actionify. so no. I don't know if he would well he was still Jack Ryan at that point I think wasn't he no, was he no no Harrison Ford would have been How, Jack yeah. Ryan by then uh, early, not from the early nineties. I really. thought Harrison Ford was Jack Ryan before Alec Baldwin. No, no, no. Uh, Alec Baldwin was first, and then. Um, you mean Harrison. I've been I've been living a lie when it comes to my Jack Ryan chronology? Yeah, no, indeed. I think late eighties, Hunt for the Red October with Alec Baldwin first, and then you had Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger in the nineties with Harrison Ford going on to benefit. I didn't even know they were a thing, and they were all linked. They were so. all linked. All I know that now. I, I didn't when it, didn't when they were coming out. Right, and then it went Chris Pine, John Krasinski. Right, I didn't go Krasinski Pine. <laughs> I'm just so just so we got the the full chronology. <laughs> as far as yeah. I'm aware, it went yeah. Pine Krasinski. So it went. Baldwin Ford. No, weirdly, it went Krasinski first, but <laughs> so it went Fetus Krasinski, Baldwin <laughs> yes. Ford, Affleck, Affleck, correct, Pine, back to Krasinski, Krasinski, adult, adult Krasinski. Yes, exactly. Right, good. Wow, 
There you go. That's your Jack Ryan. Are you sure there was no one else in the middle there, there between might Kaczynski been, there might and Pine? There might be some, there might be some random Ryan. film that we've completely forgotten about, but yeah, that's about it there. Are they all the same? Per- is it like James Bond? They're actually all the same. It's supposed to be. I don't think be... Jack Ryan's like a persona. Because if it is, they give the whole family, because no, in no, every no. film he has the same wife with well, the same bon, name. And... Bond's not supposed to be a persona. That, well, all right, let's not get into that argument. It's a multiple um, adventures of Jack Ryan, and yes, different actors play him. Yes, yeah. okay. It's the same guy. The same guy. Sir Jack Ryan. Sir Jack Ryan, who just changes faces every yes. now and again. Yes, takes okay. his Yeah, face. he's a Time Lord. <laughs> he's a Time Lord, and that means he has seven more incarnations. Someone like, oh, mm. I don't matter. Before we can't make films with Jack Ryan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cool. Great. Okay, cool. Great. Mm. Oh. Oh, it's that time. It's that time. Where the mystical music starts. Hat of Wonder. Wonder. Hat of Mystery. Mystery. Hat of Filmography. Filmography. Yes, it's the Hat of Wonder. And this time, picking out the hat is Mr. Richard Marsh. Here he goes, he's picking. Uh, I I want that one. I want that one. Do you? Do you really? I don't know if I do. What's episode seven going to be, Rich? Oh, shit in hell. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Is it from Justin to Kelly? No. (laughs) It's an Andy. (laughs) Finally, I get a second (laughs) film. Uh, so from 2002, directed by Ron Underwood, this is a, a 100, oh no, it's a $100 million budget film. This is what I think it is. This is The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Oh! I believe this might be one of the lowest rated films on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is the budget oh, of 100 million gross. The film that killed Eddie Murphy's career. I wonder if I call him Eddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Eddie Mercury has AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> this is the film that killed Eddie Murphy's career. career yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Until Shrek. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what year is it? Shrek 2002, but I suppose Shrek was about the same time, wasn't it? So Shrek was 2001. Oh, well, there you go. So, actually, Eddie Murphy did manage to sneak <clears throat> under the wire, as long as it was only his voice. Um, <laughs> this killed his career of starring in films. Yeah, yes, being so. a leading actor. So, he was still in... Mm. He did... Um, he did Coming to America 2. Yeah, that was recent. recent, recent years, yeah. Um, he did... Um, oh, shit. Um, Haunted Mansion, Ooh, which was pretty bad. Yeah. He did the Dave, Meet Dave... Which was all about little Eddie I think that was mid-90s. I think that was quite a while before this, wasn't it? Okay. So anyway, yeah, so our next film is The Adventures of Pluto Nash, of which we're we're then going to watch the trailer. (laughs) This should be fun. Yeah, okay. So... (laughs) No, Dave was 2008. Oh, jeez, really? Wow. Um, Guess we know what's going on next year's list, then. (laughs) (laughs) Right, uh, please hold. Congratulations, Andy. Do you want to play an advert and we'll go watch the... Yes, I'll play an advert. Listen to this advert. It's wonderful. I, I don't know why I said it that. <laughs> it's a good advert. I don't know. I'm sorry. I made it weird. Please do not be alarmed. 
We are about to engage the nozzle. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just here to promote a podcast. Uh, Go Team Venture is a bi-weekly watch-along podcast for the cartoon series The Venture Brothers. Please do not move while the nozzle is engaging. Uh, every fortnight, myself and Steve dissect an episode of the show from the perspective of someone who's never watched it before. That would be Steve. Uh, as well as also from the perspective of a die-hard fan, which would be myself. Moving will disrupt calibration of the nozzle. Uh, ooh, so search Go Team Ventures today in your favourite podcast app and uh, ooh, I don't like where that nozzle's heading the nozzle has completed calibration thank you on the moon in the future one man is going undercover oh yeah look at that look at me and he'll need all the help he can get oh, let's get it right this time uh oh on August 16th, the biggest comedy adventure of the summer is out of this world. Eddie Murphy. The cryogenic chihuahua. For two minutes under froze. Should be. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, August 16th. And that was the uh, TV spot for Pluto Nash. This looks like another banger. It does. Oh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Well it looks nice. like a, 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 another classic Andy one that's been uh, picked yeah. out there. It looked like reboot levels of CGI it looks when awful. it zoomed down into that city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It looks like uh, there's some extremely problematic content in there that might need to be discussed. Yeah. No, yeah. It's that, um, yeah. Some, some uh, gangs <laughs> that haven't aged well at all. And that's just in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah indeed. Uh, which bodes well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what worries me about this is mm. trailers tend to show their best jokes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, uh, it has Jay Morin, who is very much the 2000s Paulie Shaw. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> they had very similar careers. Yes. Uh, he's the guy and talking um, about the twins. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah. He shows up in a few handful of films. Did he get blacklisted for stealing other comedians' jokes? Did he? I don't know. I might have to do some research. Stay oh, tuned okay. for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> might mm. have to just have my own little celebrity goss segment. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You, you, I didn't realise it was such a, uh, such a niche <laughs> part of the show for you. Yeah. yeah. Celebrity, gossip. celebrity goss. Yeah. Mm. Great. Um, yeah, so good. Adventures of Pluto Nash coming your way very soon. Well, we go from one sci-fi film to another. Yeah, indeed. I, was, I didn't realise we were going to spend so much time in space. Yeah. I like the fact that the hat is dealing out the films somewhat evenly. We've all had yeah. two films now. Two each now. Uh, yeah. Someone's had three. Me. Rich yeah. has had three. So the hat is starting to favour Rich. In theory, the next one... Will be yours. Will be mine. Yeah. yeah. If the hat has got any justice. If the hat mm. is as mysterious and wonderful as we think yeah. it is. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'm hanging on for a double Andy. A back-to-back Andy. Oh, I could do a I'm, double Andy. I, I, I'm at the point now where I actually do want to see from Justin <clears throat> Kelly. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. You want to see if it's worse than Biodome? No, I don't think it'll be worse than Biodome. Biodome I don't think it's going to be worse than Biodome. Biodome that we decided had an average rating on the of uh, 0.333 reoccurring yeah. ping, uh, polar bears out of 10. Yeah, so, yeah but for this thing, for, uh, I actually, you, you've probably picked that thinking it's going to be the, one of the worst films of all time. Well, Justin Kelly. Yeah. I, I, I like Kelly Clarkson. A, but I have a, uh, a real, I have a soft spot for like rom-coms and mm. teen films and stuff like that. So Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen the trailer for, from Justin to Kelly. You said this. 
but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to love it. <laughs> That's getting a solid two. Yeah. Get a solid two. Oh, for me, it may even get a four. I'm going to uh, tomorrow. Yeah, you do do uh, do go high <laughs> tomorrow because uh, it's a Saturday, so I don't have to go to work. I'm going to drive to Tesco's North Harbour. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy their cheapest pack of birdseed. I'm going to spend all of uh, Saturday afternoon trying to catch a crow, and then when we watch from Justin to Kellen. Kelly, I will watch you eat that crow. <laughs> You've never been more wrong about anything. The okay. trailer looks utter trash. Does it look worse than Biodome? Maybe. The thing was, we're talking about this, it might not even get picked out. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we haven't worked out how many films out of this pick of hats we won't pick yet, have we? No, we, really no, we could do that. some quick math, but it depends how many special episodes we do, because we've yes. been uh, batting around the idea of doing maybe a Christmas special, mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe Halloween. a Halloween, Halloween special. Easter. Yeah. Are there enough Easter films? I don't know. This would be hop. Name any Easter film besides Hop. Well, no, Hop's a good catch. Um, uh, Legends of the Le- Guardians, say, technically, because it's got of the, the Easter- Rise of the Garden, sorry. Because it's got the Easter bunny in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just literally about to say that, so I, I have no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, into the hat for the Easter special, we have Legends of the Guardians. Yeah. We have Rise, Hop. Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. We have Hop. And we have, of course, The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Easter film. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which one's going to get picked? I, I think <laughs> Stay tuned for the ILM <laughs> Easter special. Well, no, I, just, I think we'll pass I may well have already already put this out to the world mm. of um, uh, social medias to give us some suggestions for Christmas, Halloween, and maybe even if they can find any more Easter films to let us know. So, um, yeah, so please uh, give us give us your ideas because we want to do some uh, talking talking specials and talking mm. Christmas and Halloween. In give us your ideas and uh, and and we can choose one for future yeah, well, shows. We'll have a listener pick. Mm. Mm. We each do a pick and we'll put. The uh, the best of the listener choices into the hat as well. Yeah, so there's absolutely. so there's four to choose from. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That sounds sounds right. sounds good. Yeah. Right. It's cool. gonna be so disappointing for the audience if the audience pick doesn't win. Yeah, I think. I think maybe we just go with the audience pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There's a few do ways not, we could do it. Don't start yeah. saying you don't trust the audience. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying we don't trust the audience. Just uh, there's a few ways of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's a few ways of doing it. I agree. Yeah. I think an ILM episode about the Passion of the Christ would be. <laughs> I'm not watching it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. We yeah. could talk now. Come on, we could talk about how it fits in, like with all the other torture porn films of the early 2000s, <laughs> like Saw and uh, Hostel. Have you watched Passion of the Christ? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, it came out when I was working at the cinema. Oh, of so course, so you saw it every day. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but also, I felt like I kind of had to see it because it made so much money and people were seeing it like dozens of times really? over yeah. the cinema. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, big, big. Weirdly, Muslim crowd. <laughs> really loved that film. No, no. Uh, they used to shuttle in uh, busloads of churchgoers. Really? To our cinema. And they'd come back like, I think there was one church that had like 12 weeks in a row. Because we played that film for months. Because it just kept making money. Wow. Yeah. My, yeah, my favourite thing about The Passion of the Christ is that it spawned the Family Guy episode with Mel Gibson <laughs> where um, where he's like, uh, he'd made Passion of the Christ 2. <laughs> and they saw the trailer for it. And the the voiceover guy is like saying about, you know, it's like a Mel Gibson film with Jim Keswick. Kes, Ke, K- 
because you is that how you say it anyway I don't know why we're talking about the passion of the Christ <laughs> no Easter films right Easter yeah film. but yeah give mm. us your suggestions suggestions please yes and all the details for content contact us <laughs> will be up at the end end of the episode Life. I also worked out that on Spotify we can add a Q&A section so mm. if you listen to us on Spotify if you have any cues why don't you shoot us a cue and maybe we'll fire you back an A, an a. <laughs> yeah check out that Q&A section which uh, does stuff. Someone put a Q on there. The other no, I put a Q, and someone put an A. So I pinned the A. Oh, I haven't read Ooh, this A. What I was the Q was the, you put? What was the someone? Someone aid us. Yeah, someone aid us. Um, I'll I'll let you know um, what it says when I can find it. Um, on episode zero, it is. Okay. Uh, I've got to be careful I don't play any audio. Oh. No, uh, I can play audio because it's our podcast. Yeah, obviously. No, yeah. no, I'm afraid my lawyers <laughs> will, uh, <laughs> will hit you for a violation if I hear you play. Yeah. Uh, so I put, what films are you looking forward to us covering the most from our draft list? Right. And someone called Ant right. has put snakes in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good choice. That's a, that's a solid A to a, a great cue. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Apparently, I can do that now. Well done, you. So on the um, on Spotify, have a look. Have a look. Give us an A. Mm. Yeah. Or then even give us shoot, a B. shoot us a Q. <laughs> shoot maybe us a... you've got something. <laughs> yeah, that maybe, you're, yeah. You're, you're curious about. Yeah. Fire maybe, us off a Q. Yeah. Maybe mm. use but, your A to ask a Q. And then we follow up with another A. Yeah. Mm. Or a Q. Or a Q. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's quite. Q-fusing. Yes. Mm. No? Not going to work? No? No. No? Hey? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, uh, we're, we're all very tired. We are. It's let's been a, wrap this up. It's been, it's a, been week. a week. It's been a week. We say this a lot, I think. Yeah, it's been <laughs> one week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, right. Mm. Let me make sure I get the right bit okay so uh yeah thank you for listening um uh if you haven't already why haven't you listened to the other episodes it's weird coming into episode six mm. don't yeah, start episode six <laughs> episode five was a banger yeah episode five was a banger and it, you've, literally, literally gone and ruined the ending of it for yourself literally yeah. a volcano banger yeah yeah mm. volcano was a good episode actually volcano it was a good was episode. great episode yeah it's probably the weird weird time to say this right at the very end of the podcast, but we mm. should say we're recording on a Friday evening for a change, which is why we've yeah. all been very low energy, because yeah. we have all worked full weeks. Yes, it's been... Uh, some have worked more full weeks than others. Um, poor Mr. Pie. It's, it's been... Yachts one on. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell we're getting tired. Yeah. Um, it's getting punchy. Yeah, mm. Punchy, punchy. Yes, um, it's been a week. Yeah. Um Rich, uh, would you like to outro yourself? I am outroing myself. Ta-ra for now. Andy, hit us with that outro. Goodbye, intertubes. That's right, I have an outro uh, catchphrase now. As well oh, as an intro. oh both. Yeah. There's me for like however many years trying to get an intro. and I Covered on both ends. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> <laughs> And from me, your host this evening, 
in Mr. Stephen the Pie. Um, thank you for listening and uh, good night. And as always, we will end with the outro music. <laughs> You've been listening to I Like Movies with Andy McLean, Steve Pye, and Rich Marsh. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and email us at ilmpodcast at outlook.com. 